¿Buscas trabajo? Únete a un equipo ganador. Swissport está contratando agentes de carga, empleado para recarga de combustible y agentes para manejo de personal de tierra. Swissport ofrece entrenamiento pagado, salario competitivo y mucho más. Están contratando para el Aeropuerto Internacional Doles. Para más información envía un texto con la palabra Swissport al 2200 o visita Swissport.com diagonal careers. Palabra Swissport al 2200 o visita Swissport.com diagonal careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about, well, Once Upon a Time, ending season four and Abby, we have now entered the circle of life. Oh God, imagine if they tried to do Lion King. Oh, it would have been problematic as hell. Oh, yes. Yeah, we'd have been screaming even louder. I am Beth Elderkin. I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? I'm ex- I'm excited to do this. Uh, I mean, my 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 brain's a little mushy, uh, taking too many credit hours. So like, I'm here. This is the important part. I'm here. I'm excited, and I'm gonna try my best. So that's what <laughs> I got going for me. I mean, that's that's all we can ask is our best. I'm doing pretty good as well. I got my uh, Omicron booster today. Uh, Folks, if you are ready for your next booster, don't hesitate. Go get it. It's actually pretty easy to find places that are carrying it, even in North Carolina. If you can find it in North Carolina, you can find it anywhere. That's kind of how I feel about it up here in middle of nowhere. Uh, Because it's it's one of those, if I ask for it, they're like, oh, um, I don't know anyone even really asked for that. Let me go check in the bag. Oh, holy shit. We have a whole box of them back there. Yeah. How many do you want? <laughs> you want to take some home? Or... You want to stock up? Yeah. Like, do you need, like, a bunch? Like, I don't know. How often do you guys take these? Like, every six months? Holy shit. Like, <laughs> wow. That's a lot. Uh, Yeah. So, I have not gotten mine yet. I'm going to when I eventually... I couldn't con my way into it. My... I think it was my booster shot. I was like... I asked if I could get it way before it was open to everybody. And like I said, they were just like, yeah, we just throw it out if we don't give it to you. So it's like, we'll give it to you. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Well, luckily this one is it's they don't, you don't need to they don't require immunocompromised to get this booster. It's basically like they're trying to curb Omicron. So do your part. Get vaccinated. And yes, we are talking about the second half of season four. The uh, what? Queens of Mean? No, that's from uh, that's from no. Disney Descendants. <laughs> this is no, that's not it. No, 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 no. The uh, the mistresses of evil, the queens of evil, whatever they were called. There was a hashtag for it, and I don't remember what the hashtag is. Queens of Darkness. That's the one. It's the Queens of Darkness season. Although the queens really have barely anything to do with the story. The story no. is they are set dressing, which 
awful. There's there it it kind of turns it into a little bit of a harem show for for Rumple, which I did not care for. But the main story of this season, which ran from do 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 do. It ran from uh, September 28th, 2014 to May 10th, 2015. That was the entire season. The second half started on uh, March 1st after the winter hiatus uh, with darkness on the edge of town. And that was really where we get all of our evil queens back, except Maleficent. She's a TBD. And they arrive in Storybrooke with a secretly stashed gold who's the most conspicuous hideaway, stowaway ever. And the queens are there to accomplish some nefarious deeds, namely so they can get their happy endings and no one else can. And eventually only Rumple succeeds in this task. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, he, he tasks these three women with like, let's all get our happy endings. And only Rumple gets it in the end. That's kind of, yeah. that's kind of shade. Yeah, no. The, it, and that has like, so- all the machinations of like a rumple plan where it's like he at no point intended to let anybody else have what they wanted they were all pawns that he was pretending uh were in charge of it which again we've got these two great characters of maleficent and cruella and unfortunately ursula did not get what she needed uh screen time wise or story wise as far as i'm concerned all just to make rumple look real awesome and i based on where we end the season I don't think any of it was justified. Like, this was supposed to be, like, Rumple on the top of his game to, like, save his own soul. And it was just not. Not that. Yeah, in the end, he just ends up frozen with a heart of glass. And he's in a he's in a, a magic coma. Which, he, he's frozen. Full circle. Season four. Starts frozen. Ends frozen. There you go. Oh, his heart is clear like it's made of, made of ice. <gasps> Oh my gosh, the Snow Queen predicted everything. <laughs> She's just sitting there just like, yes, yes. Who likes ice now? Hmm. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, we're just going to kind of talk about some of the highlights and lowlights of season 4B and uh, and then kind of just do a little reminisce about the season as a whole as well as kind of the series as a whole because this is the final installation of Once Upon a Timing before we re-venture into where it all began uh, with season five. So that's going to be a lot. It's going to be emotional. I already started watching a little bit of the first episode of season five because I got so excited. And Abby, I'm not going to say a thing because we will talk about it. But oh my God, my feelings. I have feelings and they felt them. They were nostalgia feelings and I felt them. Oh, the feelings. I I, I think I think there's going to be a lot of like nostalgia tripping for both of us uh, for these first couple episodes. I'll just tell you that like, I get I'm going to be excited to watch it because I remember how like intensely I watched that first episode because I was so worried about letting you down. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I have to be ready for anything. I think I think at that point you had also like lined up notes or not notes, but like bullet points and stuff. So I was like, I knew what I would be like looking for because I think we were also like way more structured when we first started. Yeah, but we were also kind of trying to figure out what each of us, we were still figuring out our style, what each of us were most interested in, in a story. Uh, You and I kind of, we tend to focus on different things in a story. And so that's a good balance. It's good, you know, we we balance each other out, in my opinion. Um, And 
So, but we were still like, we were still in the early throws. We didn't kind of know what was important to each of us for, uh, for each episode of Once Upon a Timing. Um, so anyway, let's go ahead and let's start with some, some, some good stuff, some fun stuff. Let's, let's, yeah, happy let's, stuff. Let's bring ourselves up before we bring ourselves down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're, we're going to do the opposite thing. We're going to just like build each other up and then smash it all down. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do the episode sandwich. We'll start high. We'll go low. We'll end high. That we're going to do it. So let's start with um, our favorite episodes. Um, I will go ahead and go first for this one. Something tells me we're, we may end up having the same one. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Operation Mongoose because it was such a big event of an episode, but it wasn't my favorite. My favorite was symp- Sympathy for the Devil. Hands oh, down. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's what I'm going to say, too. All the other episodes were such mixed bags that it would be weird to say that they were like a fan, like a favorite over that because Sympathy for the Devil was, it just had so much extra as part of it and such a good backstory that unfortunately for a character that's no longer with us because she like Pratt falls off a, a cliff. Yeah, she yeeted out off the window, out the window. Yeah, you wee. Uh, yeah, no, like same answer for that one. I think anyone that's listened to the podcast from this like second half will know exactly. Also, which one both of us hated the most? So, no spoilers. I mean, th- see, that's actually. Let's go ahead and, and talk about that. Let's let's go ahead and talk about our least favorite episode because we may end up having different ones because I have a couple that I really didn't like, but for different reasons. So. Why don't we start with you? Like, what episode did you point out as, like, the one you didn't like the most? I mean, my first my first answer, uh, like, that came to my mind immediately was the best laid plans just because yeah. it's the part that throws it all all into pieces. But I, I... Which one was it? Was it Lily or was it Mother when they're, like, trying to track down Lily at the gas station thing? Like, that also wasn't great for me. I didn't. I didn't like. I. I didn't like them because of how weak they were. Yeah, that there, was Lily there could have been a lot sure. more. Okay. Uh, I am also going to give a little bit of a nosedive shout out to Poor Unfortunate Soul because I, yeah. I. Out of all of them, I feel like this was the weakest episode in terms of relevance to the story, relevance to the characters, and relevance to the star of the episode, which was Ursula, because she deserved so much better than this. And it yeah. Just, it. In the end, like, Ursula meant nothing. And no. that's not fair to her as a character. Although, to be fair, in a way, none of the Queens of Darkness ended up mattering at all. But she just well, didn't matter first. <laughs> but, and and what's so bad about that, too, is that, like, Disney villain-wise, like, going back to the cartoon, like, Cruella de Vil is a huge character, like a very specific kind of character that was channeled into this retelling. And Maleficent, same way, even like in the cartoons and then later in the live action, a very specific, like, candor about them. Like, they're just, they have the this up, upright structure and everything, whatever. Ursula in the movies is like one of the best queen villains because... As you like, she can shapeshift into anything that she wants, and the choice she makes is to be a, just a big, beautiful octopus witch, sea witch lady, and that's fantastic. And 
if you would have asked me if I had like three guesses to to pick out what I think Once Upon a Time would have done with Ursula as a character, I wouldn't have gotten it right with like 10, 12, 100 guesses. Yeah, there were there were so many things they could do with Ursula's story. There were so many opportunities in the text itself in the in the Disney movie in particular, like they tease out her history with King Triton, that she was banished. That's actually something that's explored in like the direct to DVD sequels. Don't even get me started on those. So we and then the also all the God stuff, all the uh, Ursula as a sea goddess thing that they established earlier. I mean, I don't want to go into all of that again because we have hammered that to death. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just as a a just as a little thingy, a little bonus, a little treat. Um, are there any like particular storylines or like a notable scene or character thing that really stands out to you, even if it wasn't an episode that you didn't really super dig? Ooh, I mean, honestly, and we've talked about this again, and I know we have, but just like the introduction of the author of him just bursting through the door and then immediately just filling up a room. Like he, he landed on both feet and said, I'm Isaac and you're going to have to ever, it's everyone's problem now. And it's great. Like that's such a strong character introduction because I was worried I was going to hate him. They kept talking about him and talking about him and talking about him. And the first time I watched it, I was worried about it. And the second time, this last time I was very concerned I was going to dislike him again. And he came out swinging and I love that. I also really liked uh, the the Robin Hood backstory that they explored in Heart of Gold. Not all of it. Some of it, you know, it, it had its stupidness. But where they really, like, beefed it with Ursula, they really did something interesting with Robin Hood. They reinterpreted his story. They gave him some fun lines. They let the actor really shine through because he's just, he's very charismatic and he doesn't get enough opportunities to be charismatic. And I also just like the little Easter eggs and nods to the continuity issue because, you know, he was a different actor and they just, in a there's a throwaway line. They're like, hey, now I have this, this potion that can turn me, make me look like someone else. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that'll come in later. Wink. Like, wink, wink, wink. Yeah. I dug that. Which is, which is funny. Little throwaways to make sure that we've, we've saved the continuity for anybody that's paying attention. Meanwhile, we're absolutely blowing it up in other spots to give Rumpel and Belle uh, more backstory, question mark? Ugh. Yeah, one one that I found was interesting and then kind of got, kind of beefed itself was the whole thing with Rumpel and Belle's heart where, Regina, you know, Belle offers to help Regina, gives her, you know, presumably gives her the heart that's what we assumed yeah and and uses it to just really mess with rumple and we didn't really talk about this a lot and 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 address the fact that that problem was fixed in the next episode yeah like rumple was curtailed for half an episode yeah i i i think this was probably one of my stronger dislikes of rumple as a character because they escalated him in a way that didn't make sense and ironically, they have a character that is an author who actively hates boring storylines as they are pushing the most boring 
poorly escalated storyline with Rumpel right next to him. <laughs> I, it's just like the irony like would have hit them in the face so hard they could have died. So I, I just, I wish there was more conflict. I wish Rumpel, I know he's supposed to be the dark one. Well, he's he, the dark one. He's supposed to be like, unstoppable or whatever but he is still darkness trapped in human form he should be fallible in some ways he's not actually a god or god himself but they treat him as such yeah and his you know he has the the gift of prescience but i'm pretty sure that had an expiration date and the expiration date was leaving their land like yeah how would he be able to know what happened after the fact yeah. You know, that's why he set up so many protections, because he didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Uh, so as far as characters go, let's talk about the main cast and the people we like and the Mary Margaret and Davids that we want to throw down a well. <laughs> because I think we can both acknowledge that they were terrible and, and didn't yes. like them at all this season. No. But even though they were given a storyline that should have made them fascinating. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're definitely on the, they're on the, they're on the naughty list this, this half of the season. Just because, again, I feel like this is the part where the writers needed to introduce more characters they were going to keep around to establish more. But, like, they hit something where they're like, we have to keep this core group. It started, it's starting to feel like Game of Thronesy, where it's like, well, I have to keep these people. Everyone loves them. Okay, well, then what are you going to do with them? Because you've, you've pushed them to their character development limit. Hmm, I'm going to explode the timeline and turn them into monsters, but never actually make them address it. Yes. Hmm. Perfect. <laughs> and I'm okay. Yeah. And we, we talked about this many, many times. It's okay for these characters to have done something shitty in the past. Yeah. It's okay for them to have done this, in my opinion. But it was handled so poorly and without true accountability, it fell apart because... The show was so afraid of making Snow and Charming look bad, they ended up making them look a lot worse because they never truly acknowledge and atone for the crime and the sin that they committed. You know, and I, I just think it might just be a, a blind spot in all of their writing because, I mean, that's the same thing that happens with Rumple, but to a different, mm -hmm. different magnitude because... He never has to answer to any of that stuff. Like, Belle kicks him out, yeah, but, like, when he comes back... She's kind of fine with it or doesn't leave on her own or doesn't do anything for her own volition. He never actually has to deal. Like he never has to answer to any of those things. Like it never creeps back up on him in any way. Yeah. Her, her response is literally like, oh, well, I expected that to happen. I just didn't think it would be that soon. Oh, okay. Belle, yeah. you can still be mad about it. Even if you predicted that it was going to happen because yeah, of course he's going to try and find his way back to Storybrooke. Should it have taken longer? Yes. Should it have been a delayed reveal midway through this uh, season? Absolutely. Just keep him in flashbacks. Yeah. So you and, can still pay him. And yeah, exactly. And again, I I did like her, 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 her little fling with Will, but we'll get to that. But back to your main point, which was a very good one, about Snow and Charming being the worst. <laughs> because you can still have heroes who are absolutely like on their knees asking for forgiveness because this whole, like, I'll just tell you now, the thing that I hated the most out of the season is the fact that it was like, well, we're going to have this one book. It's called once upon a time. It's full of story books. It's like, oh, our story, uh, 
fairy tales. This is amazing. And then, like, the clunkiest answer for the antithesis of that book is heroes and villains. It still starts with heroes. Like, I would think that he wouldn't even let them be alphabetically in order. Like, no, no, no. We're just going to call it villains and heroes because villains are more important. They should be at the top. It just... It's clunky and terrible. So, hmm. Uh, as far as main characters that you liked, which one or ones would it be? Ooh, main characters. Uh, I, I say this with like an asterisk on it. Like, I do like Regina's, uh, Regina's story here moving forward. She has to go through some stuff. Now, admittedly, there gets a little, like, a bit of a ruffled spot where she's backtracking in a weird way. Mm. And then when she's, like, undercover, like, she's the world's worst ever undercover agent. Uh, but I love this for her because it ends in her just, like, being surrounded by the darkness tornado. And just kind of being like, well, this seems about right. Because she hasn't truly forgiven herself for anything. Because no one really has. The same way with, like, the Snow and Charming thing. No one actually has to say they're sorry, but they're also never truly forgiven. Like, at least Regina's not. It's like, no matter how good she is, it'll be like, remember that time a million years ago when you X, Y, and Z? I mean, it's fine now, but you were kind of a bitch back then. It's like, always, someone is reminding her of that. So, Regina. I liked Regina's, uh, Regina's through line here. I agree. Uh, I will, I will yes and that 100%. I also will throw a little bone out to Hook. Because he's kind of in his peak himbo stage at this point. He doesn't really do much in this season. And this is, you know, this is after he's been under Rumpel's thumb. I'm I'm okay with that being gone. Thank God. Um, And he's just there to, like, just support his girlfriend. And just, like, be there for her. And bring her chocolates. And listen to her problems. And we're here for it. So, I do like that Twitter, like, the trending page sometimes... Like, cause they're trying, every app is trying to be like TikTok and try to generate what they think that you want. So like randomly a couple of days ago, hashtag Captain Swan kept pushing to the top of my trending page on Twitter mm. because Jennifer Morrison was at DragonCon and someone asked her, I don't know what they asked her. I didn't actually hear the question, but it's just like this random clip of her and she looks great. She's got brown hair. She got bangs now. It's a moment. And she's talking about how the writers approached Hook where they were like, yeah, he was just like kind of just supposed to be there for a little bit, but then like Colin brought this great thing to it and that there's, you know, that, that Neil, I I might be misquoting this, but it was basically something along the lines of like Neil was her soulmate, but sometimes it's not about being soulmates. It's being the right person for somebody at the right time, which I loved. It was very nice. She had very fun and deep insight on something out just in front of a crowd on something that ended like a decade ago. It was wild that she just pulled that out of just her body. She's like, oh, yes, I have a very great answer to your Captain Swan question. And it's very fun, nuanced, and full of detail. I'm like, okay, cool. So anyway, that was just trending. And I was panicking for a second because like Jennifer Morrison started pushing to the top. And I'm like, you know, when celebrities start trending and you're worried they're either A, dead, B, a creep, or C, Arrested for I, January 6th. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was just like, oh, it turns out. Yeah, yeah. It turns out they were there for January 6th. It was like, no, it was neither of them. It's just a fun clip of Jennifer Morrison. So 
Anyway. That's lovely. So yes, so hook. Yay, we love our himbo hook this season. We love our himbo hook. And I'll just, you know, I I didn't really like Emma's whole is she will she won't she darkness thing no that they were doing this season um i think that jennifer morrison was playing it well so i want to give her props for that i just didn't like what they were doing with her oh as a character and even with us watching it week by week as we were supposed to it it did feel weird like it was being pulled around because the whole like she had darkness and then they pulled her out of it. I mean, it's like the last thing that Emma yells right before she takes the dagger. She's like, you took the darkness out of me once before. You mean Thursday? You mean that thing that we did a week ago? So that I just, I didn't care for. I wish they would have started the whole like darkness happening during the Frozen storyline. But they were already juggling them in a really bizarre way. Yeah, and that that's something that would take a really long time to explore and explain just how much the whole Frozen thing really bungled up this storyline. Because this storyline was clearly, it felt like something that was in the showrunner's planning book. Like, this, the whole thing about the author and the darkness and the whole history and mythology of it all that's something that you plan from early on and they were setting the seeds you know they were they were planting the seeds in seasons two and three about this but then they threw in frozen probably because they were losing audience and they needed to find a way to bring them back and so all this really interesting stuff about the author and you know and that whole story ended up getting crunched into half as many episodes as it needed like, Lily should not have been a three-episode story arc. She should, no. I mean, granted, she was probably one of my least favorite characters Yeah, I was, in that, the that, season. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. a non-main. Right. Um, but, you know, story-wise, Lily should have been in half the season. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and, and again, we've talked at the whole, like, Frozen mucking up everything. But, like, they were doing sorcerer stuff during the Frozen things, but it feels like that also got lost because they tied it together in such a bizarre way with Anna being involved in it, and it just gets reset back to zero once the Frozen stuff is gone. And again, they then never talk about it again. Like... Wouldn't it have been super rad for heroes and villains to... Now, again, they couldn't have done this because of our speculation of the fact that they couldn't change anything about canonically about Frozen because it was an active uh, project. But, like, we didn't get to see evil Elsa or emo queen Anna and, like, the bad version of the story where she marries the wrong dude and becomes the worst queen ever. You know what I mean? Well, we, like, we, Yeah, but we can't do that. It's I know Elsa we and Anna. But it would have been I, so cool. I did find a really funny quote uh, from one of the, the one of the directors of the Frozen films. And uh, she was asked about the Once Upon a Time uh, Frozen story. And she's like, no, I didn't see it. Oh, she yeah, just yeah, was like, nah. and then and then she like haphazardly like made an excuse of like, oh, I didn't want their vision to corrupt our, you know, to like influence our vision. I'm like, no, you just didn't care. It's okay no, yeah, if you yeah. didn't care. You can admit you can it. Just, We're fine. You can just say stuff. I just, oh boy, I, I don't know. 
how deep you are in don't worry darling drama but it's just like oh, i just deep. wish people would say stuff and just be done with it there's so much like hollywood's a, a cesspool and i think we all know that but they all play these weird like game of thrones games where like i remember hearing an interview i want to say it was like I don't think it was George R. R. Martin, but it was somebody kind of prolific in that thing. And somebody asked them, hey, what are you watching right now? And he goes, oh, I don't really watch anything. And he's, apparently, like, later they revealed that he won't tell anybody what he's watching or his favorite things because it's spin. Oh, well, you know, I don't know. Colin O'Donohue says that he's watching, you know, Westworld, but he's not watching house of dragon why does he hate game of thrones because it's always like they're always looking for an angle of things mm-hmm. and that's that's the that's a frozen answer the frozen answer has have you seen it oh no of course i haven't seen it i mean not because i didn't want to and not because i think that it's very insulting and terrible to the thing that i've created it's just like i don't have time you know it's <laughs> kind of busy i'm just super busy making frozen 2 good for good for them good for her yeah good for them for rehashing a story i wrote so proud of them good look for them <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as non-main characters, we, we both talked about Lily being one that we didn't care for much. Is there anyone else who was like a guest star or a non-recurring that that kind of rubbed you the wrong way? I mean, for me, it's definitely Cora. <sighs> oh, they ruined Cora. This this is the part of shows that I hate when they get far enough in their seasons that they have fan things that they like like they're they know what the fans like this is what's bad about social media is because now they know these things so then they bring stuff back that they didn't plan to bring back and it's very obvious because Zelina shouldn't have come back Cora shouldn't have come back even for small bits because they just they had closed the book and then they reopened them for dollars I mean, the thing that they do with Zelina is admittedly very shitty. Um, but I do, I do 100% believe that Zelina plays and it was designed to play an important role. Like, that wasn't the original intention, but I think the actress was so good. It's kind of like Hook. This was a character that needed to come back for two reasons. One, the actress is incredible. And also because at this point, there's only one villain on the show and it's Rumpel. And everything comes down to Rumple or a guest. We need a recurring character who is bad, who is evil, who does bad things. And so we we need that threatening ever presence. You're right. They should bring back Bo Peep. Hell yes. Bo Peep, my boss. But but I I got you off track. Let's rewind back to Korra. Yes. I want to hear your thoughts on, on Korra's return. It's not about the actress. It's about what they gave her. Yes. They, for, if this, sorry, let me, I'm spilling over my words. If this was a fan service thing, which I think is, is accurate, they did a bad job. Because if you do a fan service thing, if you're doing something for the fans, you still need it to be accurate to the character. If not just as much, if not more so. This was not accurate to the character. This was not accurate to Korra. If they wanted to be accurate to Korra to the level that fan demand would want, she would need to be smarter than Rumpel because she yeah. is smarter than Rumpel. But in this case, she does the thing where she's like, 
oh, you're the first man I see? You'll do. I'm going to try and get you to sleep with my daughter and get her pregnant on t- try one. I'm a genius. I did it. I'm so super smart. I will say it was super terrible, but I genuinely believe that she was going to... I. When she was in that bar and, like, flirting with, with the sheriff, I thought she was trying to take him home herself. Like, that, she's so powerful and scary and flirty. It's such a wonderful combination. I was like, oh, she's just going to, like, get distracted and just, like, bone the sheriff. Like, it's just like, oh, he's just real tall strapping lad. Um, but I agree with you. It's, this was like, how do we put Cora back in without screwing up what we've already established? But we also can't bring back... I think that's probably one of my bigger gripes about some of the flashback scenes is... I And I'm I'm fully aware of how TV works and money and whatever. But, like, we don't get enough callbacks to small things that they can show us. Like, talking about Bo Peep. Like, that would have just been, like, even as a one-off line. Like, evil Snow is talking about... Bo Peep and how she wants to take down that like goody two shoes and her I don't know what what's the opposite of a mafia boss uh, sheep herder um yeah like remember how much we we glowed about the radio station yeah that didn't cost anything it was just a guy with some dialogue about some in-universe stuff that is interesting and expands the world um, another one that I, I, it pains me to say this because I found it very disappointing. They really did Will Scarlet dirty because they didn't give him anything to do. What are you talking about? He was having sex with Belle most of the season. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> he had someone to do and you know what? Good for him. But like they made a whole big deal after Once Upon a Time in Wonderland got canceled that they were like, they're going to keep Will Scarlet because we, God darn it, we love this actor and we do. He's great. He's super charming. And apart from a little flashback thing in Robin Hood's story, all he's there to do is just be the other guy with Belle. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. But you need to like give him a purpose. He was a main character in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, we've seen what he can do, and they don't let him do any of that. You know, it, again, this just goes back, like, this is just add to the pile of, like, if you're going to keep a character around that you weren't planning on, like, at least give them something to do or something to be better about, because, like, you can't do fan service if you're going to just then ruin the character. Um, but I love that these are the characters that get called back. It, like, at no point does Graham ever come back. Like, People would have lost their collective minds. Like, that was the whole thing during the entire run. Every time. I was like, do you think Graham's going to show up in this episode? Like, everyone fully knowing that he's doing Fifty Shades of Grey and is bigger than the show and will never come back. But it was just like, you know what I bet? I saw Flashback. They go back to the woods. I bet Graham's there. I bet Graham's there. I bet Graham's there. And then the show ended. Well, they'll bring it back. Just, like, to to bring Graham back. Like, it just... (laughs) Or Sebastian Stan. Oh, my God. To be fair, though, Sebastian Stan's last episode as the Hatter is probably one of my favorite performances of his because you can tell he's ready to get that Marvel money. And he's just like, I'm wearing a hat. I'm having a great time. This is the best time I've ever had on set. Let's go. Like, <laughs> I love 
it it was my background on my phone for the longest time. It's just him sitting on a rock with that stupid hat on, making the dumbest face, and it's like this is the energy that everyone should have. <laughs> like anyway, anyway. So as far as favorite non main characters go, I think we probably have a consensus. Yeah, it was Baby Neil. He didn't cause any shit. <laughs> he caused no problems. He actually wasn't around a lot and doing a great job. Good Him job, and Baby Roland. Neil. They're they're running Granny's Diner. Live. They're they're doing great. They're growing. They're growing strong. Roland Roland found out that his mom was actually being played by a green lady in disguise, and he just evaporated from from shock and embarrassment. <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously Cruella, obviously, obviously. the author. Obviously, the two of them together in that episode is a a season, if not a series, highlight. It 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 hinted at some ways the story could have really done some interesting things that it never quite achieved. It's like this is the first taste of the land of untold stories. Yeah. This is the first taste of some full-on Kingdom Hearts alt-reality fan fiction bullshit. Like, let's just do it. And then they didn't do it. They just, we were so close. Like, our hands were just outstretched. Please, please hand it to me. And they just absolutely fumbled the bag. I, I do agree, yes. Cruella was an amazing addition. I liked the author. I mentioned that before. Like, I liked how... I liked his characterization. It was weird how he went down, like, at the end. Because, I mean, even you and I were speculating last week. We were just like, I can't tell what's happening. And it never gets expanded on, unfortunately. And I guess he's just now trapped forever in a story that doesn't exist. Is that... Is that where he's at? Like, we just never see him again because he's in a book that's... Like, a book full of blank pages. The author? The author. No, no. Like, Snow and Charming, like, arrest him. And then he talks about hating his boss. Oh, damn it. I was so happy for, like five minutes ago when I thought that he just disappeared into an endless pages, pages of books. And then I forgot about that. Just like Winnie the Pooh style. Just like I, can, he can create and imagine his own world. He'll find his own happy ending. I forgot ending. about the cop car scene. Just like my boss who was trying to sell TVs. I'm so mad at him for being a veteran. Oh, he's so mad. I'm so mad. I don't support our troops. I don't support our troops at all. You know me? I do not have a green light bulb in my lamp outside. Not me. Not this guy. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I will say that one of the weaker characters, and you mentioned it before, like, and this is not through the actress. It's just Lily. For as much buildup as we got for her and what a crazy character she could have been. They wrote, I don't know if it was writing, I don't know if it was acting, but she was just a part of a different show. She was part of, like, she was part, yeah, you're, you're, she was part of a different show. I can't quite phrase, frame what kind of show, like, she was on whatever that Yosemite show is or whatever. Like, no, I'm not saying she actually is. She was oh, on, she's was like, what? No, no, no. <laughs> this was a this was an actress and character on a a gritty down to earth show set in the modern South. Yeah, where she's sitting on a porch, talking about not making her bills, and how life's got her down, and she doesn't know how she's gonna get out of this town. 
Like <laughs> she's in Blue Bloods. Like she's just like not Blue Bloods. What's the one show with the with the motorcycle gang? Oh no. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I, I just but don't like watch one of those shows, shows where it's like yeah. super gritty. Yeah, those gritty FX shows where it's all like not quite black and white, but they're all on motorcycles. Um, <laughs> it it made me laugh because now, okay, thinking about that, it's just like, it's why like some of the guy, the, the bros, the Marvel bros are mad about She-Hulk is because it's too like fun and not a courtroom drama like... It was like a TikTok that was just like, why isn't it more like Better Call Saul? It's like, what are you talking about? So it's like she was starring in She-Hulk, but she thought it was Better Call Saul. And it just did not match the vibe. Yeah, it's not that she's a bad actress. I haven't seen her in anything else. It's just she's not good in this role. No, yeah. yeah. It doesn't help that the role wasn't very well written. And -hmm. it doesn't help that the role didn't get enough time. But... She's gone, guys. The Lily's. We we already know we're predicting. <laughs> Hot prediction based on the fact we've already watched the show and it already well exists. Lily does not come back. We do not find out who the dragon daddy is unless I think we find out like in a throwaway line near the end of the series. I think we finally do get the answer, but like no one cares. I honestly, God, like I really wish it would have just been like, wh- how? Do, why doesn't Maleficent know? Who the dad is? Oh, she was put on like she was cursed to not have that knowledge or something. Because oh, you know what happens in dragon stays in dragons. Like that's not true. She remembers being a dragon all the time. Like she does it on purpose. She's a shapeshifter. She's she doesn't like black out and warg into a dragon. Well, no, it's that they were both in dragon form, so she doesn't know what the person looks like as a human. I feel like. Again, just weird characterization of Maleficent to have not done that kind of due diligence. Yeah, you'd think she'd know, like, who else can be a dragon in her world. Yeah. I do think one of my favorite, like, it just has, like, a really mother-daughter vibe to it where, like, Maleficent is so happy to see her daughter. Like, she is, she has, she has moved beyond worlds that she finally has her daughter. And her daughter is just insulting her power suits. Like, that is such, like... A shitty daughter moment where just be like, hey, you're clearly feeling yourself in this outfit. Let me find a way to make you feel as little as possible about this because I'm mad at you and it's all I've got. (laughs) So Abby. Oh, no. Abby, Abby, Abby. I did a little Google search. Oh, no. Once upon a time, who is Lily's father? And I was right. It was revealed in the series finale. Would you like me to tell you? I'm going to brace myself. I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to remember what it feels like in this moment to to genuinely not know and have forgotten the answer to this. No matter what answer you have in your head, mm-hmm. it is no. Because so th- there's no way this answer would ever cross your mind. So it's not August? <laughs> it's not August. <laughs> Tell me, Beth. Lay it on me. It is none other than Zorro. <laughs> Abby's staring off into space. Like, I'm sorry. Like Antonio Banderas with the with the yeah. sword. Yeah. Like cutting a Z into Catherine Zeta Jones' shirt. Yep. He's also Desert. a dragon. He's he can also, also do a dragon. dragon. He's also a dragon. He's also a dragon. He's Zorro and a dragon. What in the Wattpad? <laughs> But see, Ab- Abby, that's the kind of world building we were wanting. I know. Just the just Alternate the offhanded universe, comments expanding Zora the lore. Zoro Dragon, Zoro Dragon, 
uh, once upon a time alternate universe mafia crime story. Yay! We finally got our dream, our dream fulfilled. (laughs) Oh, in the weirdest way possible. (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and uh, close this out by uh, looking forward because we are now venturing into the known it is the very known because this is the stuff we've already podcasted about of course it's been so long our perspectives are so different we were different people we're we're, we're aged we're wizened so embittered so by wise. experience <laughs> um so the this is a this is going to be a very weird question oh i'm very excited for it um out of all the storylines we have coming up, the okay. half seasons, mm-hmm. which is the one that innerves you the most because of how much hope you had for in like the cringe underworld. of the underworld, 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 it's the underworld, it's underworld. <laughs> hey Beth, it's underworld. Sorry, I didn't think about it for very long. It's definitely the underworld. Um, full stop. Just because you and I like. It was the first thing we accidentally speculated. And I think we both thought we were completely out of left field about That's it. True. Like we were like accidentally speculated on it. And then it happened and you and I lost our minds. And then what happened is what, what happened. Like we knew, we knew the first still that came out of Hades and his blue hair. And we knew, like, I felt like I just, it all, like, I felt like the wind come out of me and I went, this isn't going to be anything that i barely remember it i know that there's a hercules and megara part that i remember being kind of bummed about and not quite understanding what was going on and who's the queen of the or the king of the underworld and like gaston makes a real appearance i i had so much hope mm-hmm. so much hope hercules was like everyone's got like their disney movie that they watched a bunch i watched hercules so much like i know how horrifically wrong it is top to bottom mythologically in every way but it's a fun movie and i'm like yay we're doing the underworld which means we're bringing in hercules and then they just (sighs) anyway this is the underworld to answer your question (laughs) underworld i i will i will you know raise my hand at that but i think for me the one that's going to make me the saddest is land of untold stories because for Underworld, yes, there was that hype. For Land of Untold Stories, there was a hope. There was a a hope that, because we'd had these couple, that we had Dark Swan, we had the Underworld, they both had wronged us so badly. And I was like, okay, yes, we are, we're doing a real extension of the, the mythos and the world. And we're, 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 we're reaching to so many different places, public domain in a whole new way. Like, yes, this is the shit. And then they just beefed it so bad. It just the the beefiest beef, medium rare, charbroiled on the outside, bloody on the inside, just like my cold. It's not medium rare, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had red meat in like 15 years. I don't know anymore. No, I agree with you because like when you open up Land of Untold Stories and like you, you're right. All this like public domain stuff, they could have done so many, so many literature jokes constantly like ad nauseum. 
So many that, like, you would have to do Easter egg YouTube videos to catch all of them. Like, you could have done anything. They could have done Edgar Allan Poe stuff. They did Count of Monte Cristo. I remember, hold on, they did Count of Monte Cristo. They did Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I Why is that all I remember? I don't know uh, if they did the 10, Frankenstein. I think they, like, maybe nodded to it. Well, they've already done it exactly. with Whale. Um, yeah. But, like... Yeah, they did a couple. They did a lot of the classic ones that I think they think that everybody knows, but like even Leagues Under the Sea, like that was not required reading for me. Yeah, they could have done like Phantom of the Opera. They could have done um uh they could have done Hunchback of Notre Dame. Although that's, See. you know, that is complicated and problematic, and so it would have needed to be very delicately handled, and I think the writers probably were like, "Nope, we're nope, we can't go that far." <laughs> There's just, there's one male fairy, and so, like, in Storybrooke, he's the guy, he's the head of the the fairy congregation of nuns, and he's just in the back singing his his hellfire song, and it's just like, oh, he's at it again. He's at it again. Because <laughs> then we could have done Dark Swan, and she could have had, like, like, again, Dark Swan is also, like, probably second on my list, because... Mm-hmm. If anyone could have pulled off what we all hyped in our brain as to what we thought a dark swan would be, that would have been amazing. Like, I was waiting for, like, gothic Emma. Like, that's what I think we all thought we were getting. And I don't... I I genuinely... I'm going to do research as to where, like, the theory behind what they made Emma in these next couple of episodes. Because I remember... I'm still just baffled by the... Ballet bun with powder white wig. <laughs> what is she, what is happening? Is she on her way to do a Hamilton audition? Please, somebody tell me. Um, but I'm very excited to go back through this because, like you said, we're old, we're aged. I, I would say it was before we were mothers, but I became a mother. But but in during that season, yeah. Uh, but it's also before COVID, and I'm pretty sure like everybody was a different person pre-COVID. Like it's just a different lifetime. It is, and it's a different fandom experience because going in with the knowledge and perspective, you know, as we have for these past four seasons, it it kind of helps us understand and appreciate or depreciate things in very different ways. And I'm I'm very excited to venture into the downfall of Once Upon a Time because... I feel like last time we were just kind of like, okay, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. But I think this time we're going to be able to have some fun with it because we just know it's going to get worse and worse and we can just be along for the ride. Listen, there's a reason that so much of that stuff, like the the old games that we used to play, the sp- you know Abby Spackle, Abby Fan Fiction Corner, like it was just us desperately trying to keep the show f- good. We were just like, it's fine. It's the whole scene. It's the whole episode of The Simpsons where the pig is going down the hill and Homer's running after it. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's still good. It's still good. It's still good. Then it just like launches. It's like, dad, it's gone. Like that was us watching Once Upon a Time. It's a pig rolling down a hill and we're desperately trying to catch it and say it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We can still eat this pig. It's in the river. Well, damn. <laughs> damn it. Let's, let's, you know, what we should do Beth. Now that this podcast is over, we should go to another pig in a river. Like it's already done. It's called Charmed. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. C.W. Oh, oh, I know. It's tragic. We, we've seen so much in our, our time podcasting, our six years of podcasting. Seen so much. And what could have been? 
I'm, I'm really worried that we're going to get to the end of this and then we're going to have to make another decision as to where we're going to go from now. And I'm very worried about you and I on our future decision making, but that's so far away. I'm you know, that's that doesn't exist right now. It's future Abby and Beth problems. That's future, future problems. We don't have to think about it right now, but we do. They'll have, we they'll do have rebooted think- Riverdale by then. No, oh. no. <laughs> what we do want to think about is our wonderful listeners and our supporters. Thank you for being with us for as long as you have. We want to especially thank our patrons, in particular our Swan Queen level patrons. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give another shout out to the team. Uh, we've got Lindsay Halleck, Lisa Slack, Patrick Stevens, Ryan Gregoricus, Zach Chobanoff, Ashley Buschetta, Brian Sanina, Cecile Jenny, La Femme Fictionnelle, Rachel Zucker, and Samantha Hustle. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can head to patreon.com slash timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash timing. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Beth Elderkin. I'm at just underscore Abby. And we're going to be back in two weeks because I'm at a conference next week. So we're going to take a little bit of a breather uh, with season five, episode one. Dark Swan. Dark Swan. And before we close out, Abby, any final thoughts about the Dark Swan? What do you hope to see? I hope all of my memories are incorrect and something wonderful is going to, she's just going to have long raven hair and be very gothic and fun. I'm just in full denial at the moment. No, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm pumped because there's so much that happens in this next season that I, I remember. I just don't remember in what order any of it happens. Abby, Prince Charming with a two by four. The, the greatest moment the 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 fact that and 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 I'll say it the day that it happened but like when we were like I wonder what the force is and then someone did the physics of him on that truck and I'm like this is it we've made it as podcasters we made we <laughs> someone for fun did physics we did it we did it we did it we made it well thank you everybody for joining us and Abby we will see you next season see you next season Beth. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.